Yo, I can feel it too. It feels like a new year right here on The Rap Show. Welcome in for our first show of 2019. That's right. We are back and I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's Rap with two Ps. Live from the media block right here in Southeast Houston. Of course, 6023 South Loop East to be exact. You know the deal. You want to bring your visions, your dreams, and make them a virtual reality, turn them into reality right here in H-Town. If you're an up-and-coming artist, you're a podcast host, you're a visionary, a brand, whatever you think you need to make it all come to life, you come right on down here and you see our friends at The Media Block or hit them up at booking at themediablock.com. And I hope everyone out there had a safe, happy, and healthy new year. As we closed out, wow, definitely one I think a lot of people would like to forget, and not just in the sports world either, because this is the best in sports sounds and style each and every week, Monday through Thursday, drive time, prime time, you know the deal, but uh, I'm back, and I don't know if you can tell, but my energy level's kind of matching the weather here in H-Town today, it's very dreary, very damp wet, cold, one of those late fronts that comes through H-Town. And of course, they say famously here, if you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes and it'll change. But I don't know if my mood's going to change because I'm looking at our numbers. I'm looking at all the hours and hours and hours that and, and money that I've spent. Because if you'd like to do your own podcast, you can come here and you can rent space, basically, to do your own show, to create your own content, to create something that people hopefully will enjoy, appreciate, uh, spread the word about, you know, promote, and most importantly, subscribe and tune in. And I'm looking at the numbers and I'm just like, why did this become dreadful all of a sudden? Why did this, you know, this was supposed to be my, my mental happy place. And I'm looking and I'm like, <laughs> Well, awesome. There's three people that listen to that 90 minutes of what I think is pretty damn good content. Pretty good way to not take the sports so seriously or not take the, you know, the sports talk game so seriously and discuss topics, discuss trends, discuss what you see, but, you know, not basically make it a, a bitch fest, an argument or uh, you know, a, a back and forth about certain topics or certain parts of the culture because we live it. I mean, anybody that knows me, 43 years old, knows that my last name is actually rap. I was born in 1975 as the golden era of hip hop was starting to unfold in the early 90s. I was in my prime. I was driving. I was popping in cassettes. I was buying screw tapes from Screw's cousin. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you can't be any realer. You can't be any more experienced. You can't be any more ingrained in the culture. And not only by name, but by the love, the passion, and why I do this and why I'm here. But when I go on and I see three people listen, you know, to a show that other guests have driven and and provided their time to come contribute, you know, and I think that they're they're well qualified to be on air that's why they're invited but it just gets frustrating man you know to start a new year and think wow this is the year and of course you know the 
the joke in the industry is, oh, everybody's got a podcast now. What's the difference? Um, well, if you go listen to most of the content out there, you can tell what the difference is. You can tell the people who are ready to rock and roll live. What up, K9? And you can tell the people that have a passion and a talent for what they do. And I'd like to believe that's me. I'd like to believe that there's a reason that I get down in the dumps or depressed whenever I'm not doing the show. But man, you talk about <laughs> the up and down, the roller coaster, you know, it sets right back in when I see that not even 10 people, not even 10 people, you know, 5,000 followers, whatever. I don't, I don't care about followers. I know who my real friends are and, and the people that really do support, but I know there's more than 10 of them. My point being, and I'm not saying you have to listen every day. I'm just saying like, I shouldn't dread coming here and it, you know, become, you know, almost like a premonition, almost like knowing that it, there's no payoff. You know, there, there is no, I can't go hunt sponsors down. I can't go do what I do and sell my content and sell my show. If there's, you know, the people that so say support it or the people that love the show that, you know, all it takes is a subscribe. Boom. You hit that button and then you share it. Boom. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science and we share so much other crap, I guess is my point. And being as old as I am, it's not, it's not just a crap shoot anymore. You know, I've always taken the steps when it comes to this and, and, showed the growth and showed the willingness to do it for the love and do it for the passion. But man, now it's, it, my time is money and being a, a self-made man, self-employed man. It's, it's wild because I think I'm, I'm a valuable asset. <laughs> I know I am. I mean, I know what I do here is 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 game changing it's trailblazing and and so when you get to be you know thousands and thousands of shows and hours into it well yeah guess what it it it's hard to believe that it's it's you i mean what what else is it people like i said they're they're you know they swap information every day and they you know share links to crap or or people get a you know punched out or you know people getting embarrassed or falling down or tripping over a hurdle at church I mean god you know I see this content and it just reminds me that you know a lot of mindless uh, consumption is going on there's a lot of you know people just want to dumb it down as much as they can to forget about what's going on in the real world and that's fine but I mean, we still touch on real world stuff. We still talk about stories and that are you know, as as present time and present tense as you can get. And you know, we like to take you back sometimes and tell stories that way. But it, it's just, I almost didn't even go live today. Uh, I'm gonna be straight up with you. And you know, oh yeah, sad, sad, sad. I don't get paid to do this. Once again, I pay to be here at the media block, which you can do too. And, you know, I love the people here and I love coming here every day and doing it. But damn, eventually I've got to have some something to go out and market the show with. And it's support. That's all I need. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for anything. But 
please just search the rap show that's rap with two p's it's easy to find you know you can even go back <laughs> i'm about whatever man and you know i i, I think i i really do think that it's gonna wear on me because it's it's i'm doing it for nobody i'm doing it for myself i mean i could sit at home in a room in the dark and do this myself believe me i could talk to myself all day long but you know we get good interaction we got people live on the stream i think is an important tool i mean and there's so much more i could be doing with it but once again that takes cash that takes money and if i was using the money from the sponsors that i would love to have towards that towards more production towards using more of the media block facilities you know with video and editing and things like that well of course I would reinvest. I mean, that's business. You got to reinvest in yourself. But I invest a lot of time and and a lot of energy to do this damn show. And when I'm not around doing it, I hear from people all the time, man, I sure miss you doing the show. I sure, you know, wish y'all were still doing the show. Where are y'all doing the show now? And it's like, cool. It's a great conversation piece, isn't it? But where are you at when I need you, you know? When I am doing it, when I'm spending the time away from my family, when I'm spending the time here, when I'm spending the money to be here, you know, in the hopes that, wow, that buzz that I hear or those people that truly believe in me, okay, cool. All they got to do is is subscribe to my show and keep growing the listens. And, you know, like I said, there's a dedicated few. But, you know, those people are going to be there for me regardless. I need all the people that that have touched me and and we've touched over the years to realize this is in h-town this is this is going on in your city it's right here you know and and i always try to make sure that i touch on everybody who's got something going on and you know the teams here in houston hey look they've got it going on right now and we'll continue to talk about it but i'm not even if I'm not gassed up and fired up and excited to come do this because, you know, I know that only four people are going to listen to it. And one of those is me when I go back and listen to the quality of the recording, you know, and now there's going to be technical issues. Hey, I, you know, we had some bad sound coming out with people adjusting things here in the studio that, you know, like right now, I think I could turn my lows up <laughs> and I probably will. But you know what I'm saying? Like people came in and messed with adjustments here in the studio and and didn't really care to fix it and it's just all of those things start to add up so and there's cure as i said like the the handful of people that support you know i appreciate it but man we got to get this thing really cranked up let me turn this low up there we go ah yeah i gotta get some bass in my voice um so anyway, Cure, you just, what up? Happy New Year. You just missed me go on a little 10-minute rant of, we got to do something, man. We got to get this show lit this year. We have to get the, the listenerships. We got to get the subscriptions. We got to get the ratings. I mean, all of that, it, it's so easy because I see other people doing it. I see other people's content. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cool when we did that five years ago. And I'm just tired of being the... So, uh, quote unquote, trailblazer, you know, the the, uh, 
game changer, however you want to call it. It's cool. All the titles are cool, but I just wanted to do this. And for the next 20 years, know that my my core group, my, my audience has grown from people like this, man. And, you know, the, the people that have been supporting him are always there no matter what platform we put this out on. Yeah, of course. I mean, those people are going to be along for the ride, and they're priceless to me. Priceless. You guys are. Let's brainstorm. I've been trying to brainstorm, and I, I, I love it. I mean, I really, really, really love that people do want to brainstorm, and people do want to get their input in. But at the same time, I also appreciate that they've got their own hustle. You've got your art, you know, and and... Of course, I'll promote your art. I will promote anybody that has supported us in any way. And I just needed to start paying off for me and being stressed out and trying to prep a show and doing, you know, the work that it takes to do this and to have the skills to do it. It's it's really, really hard, you know, as the days go on. And I see, like, yeah, our Bocox episode had 70 um had 70 listens i mean that's awesome but i mean that should be that should be the that should be the low point that should be on the low end going forward you know the low down on thursdays kelso's putting her time and energy into it you know like i said we have great guests on we've got you know, people that, that are willing to, to donate their time or their energy and cure. I mean, I know you've got great ideas, but we've got to get it. We've got to get it, man. Same mission. You're right. You're right. But there's a difference between 22, 23 and feeling the optimism and 43. I'm telling you, there's just there's that difference. And and it's it's no knock on on you and your age or I can't help, you know, being 20-something years into this game, but, man, it, it's 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 becoming a burden, you know? I spent my last 130 bucks to make sure that my monthly dues were paid here at the media block. And once again, I'm not here to, to, to you know, cry, if, you know, or, or complain to you guys. It's just like, what can we do? I, it's an open-ended discussion and conversation. Um, because I feel like, you know, when I go back and listen, I'm like, wow, that was good. Yeah, that sounded good. Like I said, we've had technical difficulties. We've got through it. But I'm talking about overall just the content, you know, the ideas, the the need in the market for it. And uh, I see others try to duplicate it or, or replicate it, and it, it drives me bananas. Or even I've seen, you know, major... Corporate, I mean, the biggest corporate players, whether it's podcast or radio, just straight up, you know, it, it, it almost uh, peep on me, you know, and, and watch what I do. And literally, you'll see it within 48 hours or a week later, you know, <laughs> filtered down, um, vanillaed up, as they say about offenses and sports, and, and duplicated and... It, I hear it and know that, you know, either myself or a handful, one or two other people could have inspired, you know, that when six months prior, I go into the 
to the boardroom and present the same idea. And nah, mm-mm. too risky, too edgy, too cutting edge, too urban, as it once told us at Clear Channel Radio. So anyway, I you know, it's a new year. It's it's I've got to I gotta have some type of hope, some type of motivation. And you know, it, it's tough doing something that you love for so long and and not being settled into a career doing it. And I guess maybe the frustration is with myself. It has nothing to do with you guys. I just I, I'm curious of why we share some bullshit content, some crap with each other, yet. <laughs> I almost fear looking, you know, a, the day after or two days after at the limited amount, you know, under 10. I mean, we're talking like three listens on an NFL season wrap up. I, I, I mean, with a, with a little, you know, common man, you know, involved with a little more, hey, everybody can listen to this and enjoy this uh, type of approach. And, and really, you know, like we've always said, just guys and girls kicking it talking sneakers talking sports talking music so i don't know let's keep uh let's keep brainstorming i guess but i've got to see somebody or something happen man because you know i'm not gonna not handle my responsibility to the media block for being here and i want to be in a professional setting i want to help them get business i mean that's ultimately my goal is to help them grow and it can all happen, you know, but we've got to make it happen. And and I'm tired of hearing Houston this, Houston that. It's not about that at all because this is this is beyond a local market thing. This is worldwide, and I've always taken that approach with it and treated it as such. But when you do all the work, I mean, you guys see every day. You just assume that this stuff stays here. No, I, you know, I've always set up the set. I've always made sure it was a visual thing as much as it was a – uh, an audio thing to enjoy later on and man i'm just you know i wanted to be rolling into 2019 here two months into the block and and not you know 500 in and and literally hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation and doing the show and all of this to just almost not even want to do the show today so uh i'm gonna take a step back i'm gonna take a quick break <laughs> Maybe uh, collect my thoughts a little bit and let's talk some hoops because it's that time. Christmas Day games all the way through All-Star break, the trading deadline, and into the playoffs we go. So we'll get you all caught up. And, uh, hey, the playoffs start in the NFL, so we need to get this NFL Nug segment really popping, all right? Silver Hair's got his team in it. Uh, We've got, you know, two of the teams that I've rooted for in my lifetime in it, so... Let's get it. We'll be right back on The Rap Show. Peace.
What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Show live in H-Town. It is January 2nd, 2019. It's so hard to believe that we're almost to 2020. Remember, 20 years ago, it was 1999. There was a lockout shortened NBA season. The San Antonio Spurs, ironically, won that championship. And I also remember everybody starting to prepare for Y2K and the madness that was the Y2K bug that, you know, for almost a year, people were prepping as if it was the end of the world. So it's it's wild to me to think that that was 20 years ago already. And here we are. We're live doing this digital worldwide recording, not only live stream on the Instagram, which you can follow me if you're listening to the podcast at the rap himself. I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's rap with two P's. Yo, what up, Gavin? Shout out to Gavin Fain. Shout out to K9 Washington, of course. Uh, and speaking of K9 Washington, Big shout out to the Dallas Cowboys who are going into the playoffs, riding a hot streak, including a win that some people say they shouldn't have won uh, to help the Giants have a worse record. But I think they were pretty much locked into the fifth pick anyway. But the Cowboys, you know, it, the thing we talked about on Monday in NFL Nugs, the thing about the Cowboys with Dak playing the whole game, it, it's Jerry, Jerry Jones backing up what he was saying about, you know, Dak is getting the contract, Dak's getting the money. So I, I picked the Cowboys to beat Seattle, and we'll have to see what happens. But tune in next Monday for NFL Nugs, of course. And Tuesday is Shoes Day Tuesday. We bring you all the latest heat for your feet to stay elite. And today is Hip Hop Hoops Day. We're going to get in some hoops in just a minute. We'll start with the Rockets since K9 is tuned in. How are you going to be a Cowboys fan and a Rockets fan, but not give love to the Mavericks, who have, I think, one of the promising young superstars for the next 20 years in the NBA. But um, we'll talk about all that and some of our year-end wrap-up in hip-hop, some of uh, my picks for song of the year, album of the year, um, freestyle of the year. We've got diss song of the year. And uh, I think you're going to be surprised at some of, the, some of the answers, some of the picks that we have coming up. Worst album of the year, um, number one song of the year. So we'll run through that before we get out of here. But right now, let's get into it. You know when it's Wednesday. Uh, oh, and I almost forgot. And Thursday, tomorrow, an all-new 2019 lowdown. We're going to do our Bird Box review. The Sandra Bullock sensation that took over Netflix during the holiday break. And some of our other, uh, hey, let's get into it, topics with music, entertainment, movies, and everything that went down for New Year's. If you had a great New Year's story you want to share with us, please get on the live stream on my Instagram, or you can hit me up, therapshow at gmail.com, therapshow at gmail.com. So speaking of their rap, the Rockets are trying to make up for a really, really crappy slow start to the season where they came out looking like they had lost two key elements to their team. Um, they're, you know, we're trying to figure out how to fit mellow into the offense, which as everybody knows here in Houston, didn't work. You know, it, you weren't 10 games into the season before mellow had issue with uh, what was going on with his role here in Houston. And, you know, we, we discussed it in the off season. You should have gotten mellow five years ago. That would have made a lot more sense to bring Harden in to complement Mello 
And at this point, you would have had, you know, a different alpha. I think Mello would have taken more of that alpha role. But the Rockets have uh, been on a streak as of late. I believe they are 9-1 and one in their last 10. And oh, I'm sorry, 8-2 uh, and two in their last 10. And they are on a five-game winning streak right now. They sit number four in the West uh, to the team that they just beat, uh, right behind the team they just beat on Christmas Day, Oklahoma City, who I think is surprisingly uh, higher in the standings than people anticipated they would be with uh, Russell uh, Westbrook having to carry a lot of the load there in OKC. And, of course, you know, the second year after Durant left for um, Golden State. Now, Golden State has been all but the all-world 73-9, and nine, you know, two out of the last three championship winning team. They've, uh, they've had some really strange losses, including one to the Lakers on Christmas Day, and that was a Lakers team where the young guys on the team, um, the, the draft picks from their down period in the last few weeks, uh, last few seasons, um, they've been better in the last few weeks is what I was going to say, but uh, a lot of those guys that were uh, part of the Magic Johnson building process through the draft really stepped up when LeBron James um, tweaked his ankle and uh, it looked like, you know, it could be something worse, but ended up, you know, being something that LeBron's going to be day to day on. And that team closed out. They they sustained the, the typical third quarter Golden State onslaught. And then I've got somebody from L.A. calling me. Who's calling me from Los Angeles? Sorry. I'm in the middle of the rap show. I have to decline that. Um, but, you know, they, they, they lost... They lost the mo in the fourth quarter. They they couldn't. The Lakers' young talent sustained that run from Golden State, and then put it on Golden State and close that game out big for a big win to really kind of put the Lakers into the forefront of of NBA fans. You know who kind of joined the NBA in progress on Christmas Day into the new year to get caught up after you know being in their deep dive of NFL football every week for 17 weeks. They, they start to kind of pay attention to what's going on. And before even before Christmas Day, before the Golden State Warriors took that big, big L to, I think, what's the future of the West in the Lakers for the next few years. And uh, they, they had, a, had a couple of Ls before that that were really head-scratching. Um, and they haven't been great at home. They're, uh, they're 15 and 5 at home. I think they lost five games at home in the last uh, two out of three seasons combined. So this is this is something new, I think, that opens a door. And you've got Denver at the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, Denver, the Denver Nuggets. They're 24 and 11. They've got a lot of young talent uh, on that team. They've they've built through the draft. They, you know, this was post mellow for them. And, you know, going on almost a decade ago, I think that was 2012. So six years ago, um, you know, they had to rebuild and they've they've been a high scoring team. They've been a good defensive team down the stretch. And it looks like they're going to be playing another upstart team in the West here coming up uh, tomorrow night in the Sacramento Kings, who they've done a great job in sustaining whether that franchise was even going to stay in Sacramento and really becoming a, a, a young up and coming force in the West with 
some of their draft picks and uh, some of the the finesse that they had to get a Buddy Heald to come in who was just lights out uh, his last year at Oklahoma. And you've got De'Aaron Fox who is looking more and more like a Penny Hardaway type of player who can distribute the rock, who can shoot, who can go strong to the hole, who's got leadership ability as a young guy coming out of Kentucky um, on that on that uh, final appearance, that uh, finals game appearance there in the championship. Uh, who You know, he took it to heart. I remember De'Aaron Fox being very upset after that game um, and losing that game because he knew, you know, that was that – was, he, he left it all on the line, and I like a guy that shows emotion. I like a guy that, that is not afraid to show that, you know, winning is everything, and, and you only have one shot, especially these college kids get, that get one or two years. You only get that, that shot with those guys and those teams and that coach. So you know, I, I like a little passion. I don't, I, don't, I don't want a guy that doesn't care, you know. And <laughs> if you go way back to before the beard and you start looking at – early early tape of Arizona State basketball with James Harden it goes and proves my point that you know a, a, a dog's not going to change his uh, I got my two analogies mixed up I was going to say a dog's not going to change his stripes a tiger doesn't change his stripes and you can't teach an old dog new tricks and Harden's he's kind of been that nonchalant guy uh, since college you know doesn't really show any passion doesn't really show the emotion and of course you could say that you want a guy that doesn't show emotions through wins or losses but you know what i'm talking about that sports emotion that real you want a guy to care you know you want a guy i mean remember when mike the way mike broke down winning championships i mean there was years he cried and cried and cried just hugging that trophy i mean that's how important winning was to him to get that to get your name with the greats and harden like I said, ever since you know that that promising Arizona State team lost, I think in the first round, uh, when people had picked them to maybe be a Final Four team that year, because of Harden, and I remember them losing. He just kind of walked off the, walked off the court, and I've seen that time and time and time again. And so, like I said, if if Melo came in five years ago, maybe it's a different story because he's the leader, and and James just can go out and do James. But I think what happens is. James starts feeling himself, and he's in one of these hot streaks right now, which as he goes, the Rockets go. Um, But your contingency plan on having Chris Paul be the vet is is only that, is only a plan because it's, yeah, you want him healthy for the playoffs? Yeah, but when was the last time Chris Chris Paul had a healthy playoff run period? I'm going back to L.A., you know, on, on younger legs, on fresher legs. Not very often. And, you know, it, 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 he's one of the last guys, I think, to not make a, besides Melo, to not make a, or, you know, superstars from this era, to not make a finals. Well, then that leadership ends there in the second and in, in third rounds. So, you know, that's where it ends. And he didn't make it through the third round, through the Western Conference Championship in one piece. And some say that's why the Rockets lost. But... If he's not even healthy, you know, throughout the regular season to be there and establish, you know, consistency and the chemistry needed for a long playoff run, well, then what are our hopes up for? Why is everybody hopeful that somehow, some way, this is going to be different this year? Everybody's getting hyped about the Rockets, you know, little winning streak right now, and and you know, James have an average forty or close to forty and almost a triple-double for them to, to win these games. 
well, that's it's just not sustainable. It's not something that, that we see it. I mean, he gasses out by the fourth quarter in playoff games. And I think that that, that is something to look at right now. I mean, just to get back into the Western Conference elite in the top five, you've had to expend an insane amount of their superstars' energy. And he hasn't proven any difference. You know, now you've got the young, both young LA, LA teams at 21 and 16. I think the Lakers are ahead of schedule. And, you know, with LeBron James as, as that leader that I would choose, of course, in any era to have, you know, LeBron's never really been one to be injured. So even if, if his injury keeps him coaching, or keeps him mentoring, or keeps keeps him focused on getting these young guys ready for the playoffs, mentally strong and mentally stable. Well, then you know what LeBron is going to value that as much as as him being on the floor with these guys because he knows he can't do it all himself. I mean, he's he, he's incredible, but but no one man can beat a five man team in any series. I'm sorry. Um, and so I think right there, you know, you got Portland in that mix as well. Portland's right behind the Rockets, half game behind the Rockets um, for the fifth fifth spot in the West. I mean, those are really the top six teams. After that, the drop-off is pretty major. You know, San Antonio, they'll be around. But, I mean, when Sacramento is a game behind them, and then you've got Memphis, Utah, and Dallas, and then the bottom um uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, which we'll talk about in just a second, and Phoenix, uh, rounding it up. You know, you know, those are, are are rebuilding projects, and New Orleans could actually be even more. Had this would have been LeBron. I got K9 Washington checking in on the live stream. This is the Rap Show. I'm your host Adam Rap. It is Hip Hop Hoops Day. Uh, and so he was just asking, I wonder if that would have been LeBron or Curry. I wonder how the media would have responded. Well, I am the media. And I'll take LeBron any day of the week, man. Any day of the week. Um, and if you're saying responded to K9, if you're saying responded to the winning streak or the Rock, I mean, come on. The Rockets won 21 in a row, I believe. With uh, Yao and Tracy, and I, I only remember it being right around 21 or 22 because I saw the first game of the streak. I left for Italy when I was working for a pasta company, and I got back. Uh, by the time I got to you know back to the states and back home and everything, I think they had lost that game to uh, to Boston. And yeah, I mean, y- you know, you you can have streaks, you can have hot parts of the regular season all you want but at what cost at what cost i mean that that's the question you're you're expending all of james harden it's not like it's a it's a team dominant streak it's a one man one player dominant streak and yeah of course the guys are going to follow um that that hot streak and that energy but it's 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 too early and it's too late all at the same time. If that makes sense. So now if you want to talk about making a move and bringing in Anthony Davis, I mean, that's Oh, well, yeah. I mean, 
Here's the thing. K9, K9 said, no, the way he's playing, just as an individual, as a player. You think those people are seeing something different in the playoffs than we see? You think that, that they don't see James Harden as being gassed out and and being non-existent in the fourth quarters of big games when he needs to be along with Chris Paul, along with everybody else uh, as a as a team, as a unit to win a championship? It, it I think that they see the same thing and they feel the same way I do. It's it's how you finish the season. It's how you you I mean, come on, Jeremy Lynn had one of the most insane streaks of all time as far as production and, and coming out of nowhere. Does that mean that he's a champion and going to lead a, a franchise? I mean the Rockets tried that too. <laughs> and I think that that the more and more I I say it out loud, the more and more I, I talk about it, and I just really didn't like, you know, it, when there's any speculation about a player, it seems like Daryl Moore is the first to get his name out there. Oh, yep, we're interested in Rockets. And that's great for awareness of the franchise and awareness of the job that he does, but does that mean that that's going to be the success that is long-term is championship building? No. And and it really, this year, really, really set in when he immediately, I mean, Jimmy Butler just up and said he didn't want to play in Minnesota anymore. Correct? Yes. It wasn't like this was ongoing for a year and a half, like a KD or a LeBron. This was, this was surprising. I think, you know, to most by the end of the summer that uh, he would leave Thibodeau who, you know, he had played with in his early, early part of the uh, early part of his career in Chicago. So it was, you know, Kind of a last-minute deal. And Daryl Moore is the first one to say, hey, we'll give you our first-round pick for the next four years. Hey, you know what they're going to be? Don't worry, Rockets fans. They're going to be lower 20s picks. You don't build anything if you don't get young and build your own talent. And, you know, some of the young talent that that really started to show some promise, like Chandler Parsons, yeah, it's going to be easy to say now that we got rid of him just in the nick of time but you know things change when people go other places it's not like you know that was definitely going to happen if Chandler stayed here um you know Monte Yunus I get it they hung on to him too long and and you know should have traded him at the peak before he broke down and and couldn't contribute to you know his potential so there was a lot just a lot of uncertainty and just kind of on the fly decisions being made and that that goes for James Harden too did you just look at the analytics because people are forgetting that Daryl Morey is one of the analytics you know forefathers as far as using that you know advanced stats in in basketball in the NBA and we've seen it you know trickle into other sports as well they're using it in football now and and yes there is a value and a purpose to it but that's all he was seeing when it came to James Harden that that to me i mean because how could you be around this dude and think that he is he shows any type of body language or any type of desire or any type of passion to be a franchise player a leader a cornerstone and and will show some emotion and and not be ready to run out of the locker room as soon as he gets dressed and you know, and talk about hey instead of cliche answers just talk about you you know a little more passion for the game. And I think that would come off in his game as well. I think it would trickle over, you know, to the hardcore. 
So, you know, New Orleans is going to be moving Anthony Davis. And you know what's going to happen. He's going to end up in Los Angeles. The Lakers are going to just, you know, be boosted with energy, just boosted with excitement. And and Anthony Davis has been very vocal in saying he wants to either, you know, be the leader of the franchise in New Orleans or he he's ready to go and and start pursuing the championship run. You know, just things like that. You 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 hear champions and you hear leaders almost cry out like where do I go? How do I get there? What do I do? Who do I join? Who do I need to play with? Whereas James is like, Psh, I'm gonna get my 40. Maybe I'll I'll average a triple double, you know. And, and very much like Russell Westbrook, you can average a triple double back to back seasons and still get lost in the conversation and the mix, and and still be fifth in MVP MVP voting. And that's because you've got advanced stats, you've got personality, and you've got on court production. And so you need to find the balance between the three of them in certain players and you develop that and you watch them develop that and watch how your franchise starts winning championships and becomes successful. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. I mean, duh. <laughs> and, you know, the the gimmick of D'Antoni's system is just that. It's a gimmick. Because, yeah, you can score and it looks, you know, beautiful like the European or, or Italian league games um, but you know what you can get an American soccer team to go out there and run beautiful Euro inspired soccer plays but that doesn't mean that they're going to beat the Euros so I think uh, you know something has to happen something you know big and I'm not talking about bringing in more offense and not bringing in another guard yeah Anthony Davis is an offensive center but come on you still know that he's that presence in the middle and you know, if if you've got big guys in the NBA that pop out now, well, guess what? Yeah, Anthony Davis can defend out there as well. He's got the agility of, as a guard, but you know the length of a seven-six minute bowl. So, uh, I think that's the only way that the, the excitement will be sustainable through the All Star break and into the playoffs again. And yeah, the Rockets can stay hot and they can stay in the four, or the three seed, and it's it's going to be a, a pretty close West top to bottom for you know one through eight but uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't count out um you know them making one one last push and one last move because if you don't understand the chris paul it can't be 100 percent counted on you know this season as of any other season that he's advanced or or you know had to play this much uh, or carry a team this much uh, so it, you know, there's got to be an accountability and something to count on. So hopefully, you know, uh, I, I, I can almost guarantee that Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, the new, you know, young and, and invested uh, local community restaurateur and, and businessman, sees that the only way that this is going to be effective and and work is if you. You have to bring in something, something big, uh, for that, that trust and accountability in in the GM. Otherwise, it's going to be, it's going to be over before it can actually come to fruition. So, anyway, we're going to air it out here. Cure just got back on. Shout out to I am Cure. That was actually a good, positive, fun segment. Cure, not me, crying about how to get followers. But hey, if you do want to follow us, make sure you 
search the rap show that's rap with two p's and subscribe and share and all that good stuff that i said at the top of the show Uh, but we are going to come back and talk about the east we will talk a little bit about some of the top my top picks for 2018 and what's to come i'm i'm really bumming about the the music i'm really bumming about what's next you know there's a lot of uncertainty in in not only you know the music business but but really in our culture in the hip-hop culture um for what's next and i think a lot of reminiscing is going on there's a lot of homage being paid through some of the beats you know some of the samples uh are are samples from the 90s that the first time that we heard them were just amazing so We'll talk about what what is going to save music and what is going to be the next big thing right here on The Rap Show. So stick around. We'll finish it all up, and we'll talk about the Eastern Conference. It's very top-heavy, but I think those top few teams uh, are pretty damn good. can run with anybody in the West, especially Milwaukee. That boy Giannis, he doesn't even have a jumper yet. All right, stick around. We'll come back right here on The Rap Show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Show. That's Rap with two Ps. I'm your host, Adam Rap, And you can follow me on Instagram at The Rap Himself, of course. I am live there during your primetime drive time. When you get off work and you need something to kick back and put on the speakers and let your mind go free, we'll tune in right here each and every day. We are live from the media block right here in South East Houston. We've been talking Hip Hop Hoops Day. We're going to get into some of our hip hop awards for the end of the year, 2018, and discuss what's coming in 2019 because it's, uh, what up, Z? Shout out to an old friend from back on the South Post Oak block. Uh, but we will talk about what's coming in music. I'm going to ask Zeri what she's listening to. Hey, what's up? Um, is it a good is is there positive vibes coming in the music world in 2019 is there any good artists out there that we haven't heard of yet we'll talk about all of that before we get out of here and make sure you tune in monday through thursday we've got nfl nugs after week one of the nfl playoff tournament this weekend where the hometown houston texans will be representing against their afc south foe i guess you could call them or rival the indianapolis colts and forever the texans had trouble with the colts trying to get over the peyton manning hump and now it's become the andrew lark show once again in indianapolis as he carried them back to the playoffs and actually had a really really spectacular year coming off of uncertainty whether he'd even be able to throw a real nfl football so We'll discuss all of that, and as I mentioned, Cowboys, Seahawks, uh, Baltimore, and San Diego. Of course, San Diego Chargers are my adopted team, and I don't have uh, the optimism or the outlook that I have for the Texans uh, to be able to beat the Colts for the second out of three games, but 
the Chargers, for some reason, just they, they get themselves in these situations where, you know, they give the fan base and they give us a lot of hope for great things to come for that organization and for Philip Rivers to finally get a Super Bowl ring and join his classmates at the draft of 2003, Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning as ring holders and Super Bowl title winning uh, quarterbacks. So we will keep our eye on it. We'll talk about it, break it all down and look at the second weekend as we get into the divisional championship games. And right now the Saints and uh, the Saints and the Patriots and the Rams and the um, Chiefs all hold those first round buys. So they'll be off this weekend. But a lot to talk about, and of course, tomorrow, if you tune in live, you will be in the lowdown with Kelso, and we're going to have our Bird Box um, Netflix extravaganza uh, over the holiday break. It it did like 44 million streams, 44 million um, views, I guess, or watches over the uh, weekend that it released, but it, it is the Sandra Bullock thriller and uh, Kelso had already seen it last week, and I, I definitely made it a point to watch it. And so we'll break that down. Look forward to what's coming out soon. Of course, we had the date release for Stranger Things 3, and they put out a promo video for that. So we going to make it till Thursday, but we're going to continue talking NBA. And big shout-out to Sarah Hope. Of course, we're pulling for the Patriots. Stay elite, Pete. Always with us live here on The Beat when it comes to the best in sports sounds and style. So, yes, the Patriots could fuck around and end up in the Super Bowl once again. I mean, that's just what the Patriots do. And it seems like they end up with the number two seed after looking like on field all season long that they weren't any better than a six seed. But that's the Patriot way. That's what they do. And that's what we do here on Wednesdays is Hip Hop Hoops Day. So before we get into some of our rap show year-end awards let's look at the east because we've discussed the west and you know the rockets hope for building this momentum into something sustainable through the playoffs is to me still a dream it's still a, a, a anthony davis big man away from actually becoming fruition and uh, if you're gonna give up four future first round draft picks for jimmy butler and you don't pull the trigger on the anthony davis thing well then it, it even more uh, solidifies my suspicion and now becoming more so fact that Daryl Morey, you know, really doesn't do his due diligence as far as, you know, the player chemistry. And it, it, it couldn't be that he is the, you know, the forefather of a statistical nightmare when, you know, you're a decade into something and it still hasn't actually, uh, come together because one of those two statistical giants may be injury prone but these guys that that are analytic and and you know follow this analytic code a lot of times they don't they don't think that way they don't think of trends or or how this player has played with other teams or you know uh how they have played with other guys other players you know are they okay with having a a, a secondary offensive player not only um, playing with them or you know behind them, but but being you know some nights the guy the go-to guy and Harden, he's he's a me 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 type of player and 
if you're just joining us now, shout out to Volks Gear. Haven't seen them in a while. We got a lot of old friends from the shop checking in. Uh, of course, they're on South Post Oak back in the day. But uh, now I'm here four days a week at the Media Block. And check out the Media Block on Instagram, at the Media Block, and see all the great things that they have to offer and they have going on here. And, of course, that includes the rap show. Um, and it's been great. You know, like I talked about at the top of the show, we just need to continue this momentum. You know, share this with your friends. Tell people out there, hey, go listen to the rap show. And it'll continue to grow. And it'll continue to, you know, really be something that people can look forward to listening to and downloading on their phone. Just go to the rap show anywhere. Search it and you'll find it. And it'll lead you to the right path of subscribing and sharing and rating and doing all that fun stuff that we do for so much other content. But this is right here in your city. Um, so speaking of being right here in the city, uh, right now the city of Milwaukee has uh, a little uh, more pep in their step, I guess you could say, when it comes to the hopes of their team becoming the new Cleveland and becoming the new small market team, uh, similar to San Antonio, you know, for years and years and years in the West, becoming, you know, for the next decade, a contender uh, with Toronto and Philadelphia and Boston. Because they have the number one seed right now in the West and only have 10 losses um, as we turn over a new year in the calendar and we get, you know, closer and closer to the All-Star break. That's when teams really start to solidify themselves as, you know, kind of what they are at this point. And I think the Rockets are always going to be playing catch up, right, like they're doing right now just to get themselves back into it. But some of these teams uh, in the East are really going to have to battle it out with only a handful of teams, but it is going to be such an evenly matched type of battle because they are very top-heavy in the East. Um, you know, after Boston, you got Milwaukee, Toronto, Indy, uh, the Pacers, uh, uh, the Sixers, and then Boston in the top five. Then it drops off to Charlotte, which, you know, props to Jordan. You know, I mean, he's... He's actually made that franchise halfway decent in the last five years or so. They've had one playoff appearance, I believe, but have been knocked up, knocking on the door to, uh, you know, be a young team that could surprise some folks. And, you know, Jordan got clowned, I guess you could say, uh, in his early days as a GM, as he drafted Kwame Brown and drafted some guys that never panned out as far as, you know, being uh, franchise cornerstone players. But, hey, at least... At least you he took his lumps early to you know understand when you do own a team that you you have to allow your people and allow you know every piece of that organization to do their job oh imagine that imagine that because i remember jordan famously dishing off some major major moment you know big shot opportunities to other guys on his team and and always making the best basketball play always making the best team play even though he was a fierce individual competitor well you know the milwaukee upside i guess and and to tie into that like i said you know maybe even the new cleveland um is Giannis antetokounmpo and if you haven't seen the greek freak as he's known around the league if you haven't seen just the not only insane physical attributes and and talent that this kid possesses and 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 honed in Europe, you know we see the same thing in Dallas with um, Luka Doncic. You know, there's Hallelujah is what they're saying already because of some of the big shots he's 
uh, involved himself in. But um, Giannis is also that on that maturity level that I think he's always showed. You know, he was ready for the opportunity. He was ready, you know, and and had enough emotional stability and maturity to find his way. You know, through the early years of being put in that role so young and so early with a franchise that hadn't done anything since what? I mean, Ray Allen was there, and even at that, they were a first or second round team. I mean, it really, it's been decades since uh, Milwaukee had a franchise that they could really get excited about and and not be a, a fluke because they're going to win the, the Eastern Conference or be a top three seed in the East. Because I think this is sustainable as long as they continue to build around Giannis. I mean, he's that type of cornerstone player. And, you know, Toronto has done a little bit of that. They've they've brought in guys like Kyle Lowry, you know, from the Rockets, who I bet you the Rockets wish they still had right about now. I think he would fit that Chris Paul role very nicely if you look at it. Um, but Toronto has brought in, you know, Serge Ibaka's, and they've brought in the um, – they got rid of DeMar DeRozan, their one homegrown talent. So they've, they've, you know, more so pieced it together. And then, of course, getting Kawhi out of San Antonio, which was just shocking that one of their cornerstone superstars would be unhappy or not only un- unhappy, but, you know, ready to leave the pop, the, the, the pop family, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs organization, which has been, from all accounts, you know, one of those just model franchises um but you know it's not always apparent from the outside um you know there's things that go on on every workplace or every uh company or team so um but i like i like you know that that cornerstone building it's what scares me about you know continuing to just throw band-aids on you know leaks in the dam here in houston with the with the rockets and and how they're ultimate you know three or four years from now once james is final you know finishing up this current contract you know what does that look like for them i I very easily could see james going and playing where he wants to play with the frustration of oh we never won a championship here well you were supposed to be the one that brought the championship um and you know continuing in the east with boston and philadelphia um, you know, Boston's built it more like Toronto has by bringing in, you know, young stars from other teams that were just on the brink of, of their biggest contracts or wanting to become a leader like Kyrie Irvin uh, when he left Cleveland and, and running with LeBron James. He wanted to do it on his own and on his own terms. And I think that's that's a, a big decision to make. That's a, you know, I'm sure a, a decision that he will ultimately probably not regret but you know boston's not a shoe in Kyrie's out as we speak january 2nd 2019 with an eye injury and he's a player that just seems to to you know play really hard and is is all world talented but just you know he seems to have these weird injuries at at you know long long periods of time that never really get him into the chemistry or the you know, uh, day-to-day being the leader of the team type of, of role. So um, they brought in Gordon Hayward, who had the nasty leg injury at the beginning of the season last year. And it looks like he's still a little timid when it comes to, you know, going hard in the paint like he he was, you know, that type of player for Butler and then for um, Utah. He was, a, he was a, a, you know, a slasher. He wasn't just a white boy shooter. He was actually a, a pretty aggressive player. And now you, you've seen some of that go away. Naturally, your your 
your deep state mentally is going to tell you, hey, I snapped my leg in half doing this before. So am I sure I want to do it again with the same strength and force and speed? I'm sure it's got to it, it's got to go away, you know, over over time. It's not something that's just going to happen overnight. Um, but, you know, Philadelphia, they are, you know, trying to build this from the ground up and they, you know, have a name for it. there called the process. And I told you once they brought in Jimmy Butler, uh, they ended up pulling the pulling the trigger for the trade, and and it's it showed some immediate results. And nobody said Jimmy Butler's not a not a good player. I mean, I just thought that it was it was by the seat of his pants the way Daryl Morey was ready to throw away for good, you know, even if two out of the four, four next picks in the twenties because you were a good team in the West. Does it really matter? No, you gotta you gotta wait and see. I mean, you could get some value there. He's gotten value in the second round. You don't think he could find some value, you know, later in the in the in the first round? Well, that it also you know is not a guarantee that you're going to be able to continue to put all this on James Harden and expect him to just carry you in a top three or four uh, seed in the West. I mean, you could easily easily fall out of. Uh, contention because there's so many teams that have improved and have gotten better that people are sleeping on. And I mentioned them earlier in Sacramento, um, the uh, uh, Denver Nuggets who are top of the West. I mean, you've got a lot of teams that are surprisingly sustainably good. And, you know, Golden State really kind of set the model of how you build through the draft and you get your young guys healthy and you get them used to playing with each other and you know that they know that the only way it's going to work is with the team and a good coach so it, it's i'm envious you know i wish the rockets could get back to that you know because even when they did win their back-to-back champion championships here in houston it was a blue collar we have to win as a team we got to have a junkyard dog we got to have a dream we got to have a, a kenny and sam cassell and robert ory and and uh, clyde drexler you had to have all those pieces play to their you know highest and beyond potential nobody knew that sam cassell and robert ori were going to be integral parts of back-to-back championships but guess what they were drafted later or in mid to late rounds or picks in the first round so you see what i'm saying daryl moore is ready to throw away four opportunities to even have the diamond in the rough pick that could help you win a championship because they're gone and Jimmy Butler's here taking big shots and, and being a leader, and James Harden's going to feel some type of way about it. It's just how how it all plays out. And so Butler being there in Philly was good for Philadelphia, but has it helped Ben Simmons? No. His, his production is on the decline from last year's pace. Joel Embiid, what, five games, ten days into Butler being there, was saying that, hey, man, this is messing up the, the chemistry and rotation. Yeah, because you're not getting the ball every time. You know, you're a big man that likes to play out around the three. What do you expect? Uh, you know, it, it's it's a different world for big men now, and, you know, they're they're vocal, and they, they think that they're these superstar guards because they've been played that way. Their coaches have put them in the systems where they – you know, can use that weapon, but you know, be careful though, because there still are, you know, changes in this game happening at all times. And 
it's, it's not going to be easy with you You're talking about the guy that, you know, really has the veteran presence in that locker room with Jimmy Butler coming in. It's not going to help your relationship with getting the ball if you if you question, you know, him having the rock in, in his hands. You know, you weren't even counted on two seasons ago to stay healthy, dude. You 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 couldn't even be counted on by the Philadelphia franchise to play what sixty games, and I think you ended up playing forty two games. So just just keep your mouth shut, play ball, and you'll get the opportunities. But more of that that happens, the more tells me that he's out for himself. And you know it's very similar here, and maybe do, doing it in different ways. I think Joel Embiid is a is a well, he's definitely a millennial, but he's a product of everything being on social media, whereas it used to be very opposite. It used to be com- complete, you know, uh, 180 as far as guys wanting to discuss anything that goes on in the locker room or with chemistry or anything that was, um, you know, uh, not public information. And Embiid is from the generation where, hey, everything is public information. You know, I'll put it out there and, and stand by it and, oh, well. It didn't work out. We didn't get a championship. Well, I got a million or 10 million, you know, views or likes or followers around the world. Well, then what are you doing? (laughs) I thought we were in this to win championships. So just keep your mouth shut, big man. Play your game and everything will be all right. And, you know, I still think it's going to come down to, you know, Milwaukee and Toronto in the end. Boston doesn't seem like they can get everybody even together for a practice at, at most points of the season. So they're, you know, they're going to be iffy going into the playoffs. That's for sure. You got to be hitting on all, all cylinders. And I think, you know, Toronto, of course, saw this LeBron leaving, going to the West, which it's still really strange to see um, or, or to think about him in the same conference. You know, I can get used to him being in different uniforms, but just thinking of him actually in the same conference as the team that I grew up you know, loving and rooting for in the Rockets. Um, but yeah, it opened up the door once he left. And Toronto, they were aggressive in getting Kawhi and said, okay, you know what? Now now this is no excuse. This is, this is ours to take because they were the number one seed last year. And, you know, lo and behold, that didn't mean anything. Cleveland was still back there. Now they got run out of the gym. But Golden State doesn't look like the same Golden State team. So we'll see what happens when it comes down to you know, the playoffs and, and if the Lakers are ready to show what they did on Christmas Day is for real and if they want to contend and, you know, we'll see. Do they knock on the New Orleans Pelicans door first? Do they get the uh, Anthony Davis card uh, out of the deck before the All-Star break? I think that's a great possibility unless the Rockets decide they need to do the same. And you would, yeah, you have to give up a couple things, but I think Anthony Davis definitely brings five tools to the table. Uh, defense, offense, handles, shots, shot blocking, uh, rebounding. You know, he's an all-world, all-tool player. Now, his health has been questioned in the past, but so is Steph Curry's. And, you know, you can kind of see when guys are healthy that they're going to be healthy for the long term. And, you know, Anthony Davis, I think, is ready to move on with where his future is going to be in the NBA because he's too valuable to be lost there, you know, to a team that's not even going to make the playoffs. And if they do, they're probably going to be out in the first or second round. So anyway, that's a lot of hoops, man. We hadn't talked hoops in a while. It's been a lot of NFL. And, of course, we'll talk more NFL on Monday. This is The Rap Show. I'm your host, Adam Rap. Rap with two Ps. Shout out to Primo Disc Golf. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to 
Oh man, some of these Instagram names. You know, I start trying to read them on the screen. My eyes just ain't what they used to be. But uh, when it comes to keep my eye on the hip hop world, I'm trying to, y'all. I really am. I, I need some some feedback, some artists who I've got my notes here. I've got uh, I need some artists to look out for coming in the new year because I think it's really bleak when it comes to new, inspiring, fresh, you know, artists and music. You know, I think we're seeing a lot of the same five or six names that are are you know constantly in the headlines, whether it's trying to beef with one another or, or whether it's new music or new production. We've seen a lot of, you know, 2018, I can tell you the f- top five names. Kanye, Pusha T, Drake, J. Cole, and Jay-Z. And I mean, that's to be, uh, you know, argued, I guess. Shout out to A.P. Bolsky. There he is. Um, but, you know, really it was the same stories that were retread. It was Pusha T beefing with Drake, and then now you got Drake and, and uh, Kanye beefing because Drake followed Kim Kardashian on Instagram. I mean, Jesus, Kanye, <laughs> you run shit, and you act like you ain't got shit, and you're trying to get your name out in the headlines for some type of attention, man. You just got to grow up and start to realize that, that the world is in your hands. I mean, the more and more you act out like this, the more greedy you get for the thirst of attention, the more you become less of an artist and less of a producer and less respected for what you became, you know, worldwide famous for and legendary for. And, you know, sometimes I I think to myself, like, this dude is so hungry for fame, is so hungry for a hug or attention, man, that he will do anything. He will do anything. He will side with the worst president in the history of the United States who put hundreds of thousands of people out of work with not getting a paycheck. Uh, well, not out of work, but not getting a paycheck uh, as he shut the federal government down going into a holiday, right? That, that's who you're siding with? And then you're going to come out and say you didn't, or you don't, or you're brainwashed, but then you want to come out and you want to beef with people who are, you know, in this business because they thought that you were refreshing new look and and new sound and and new wave of how to, you know, be, be respected and be hardcore, yet creative or artistic and not thuggish or gangster, like... You, you, for people like Drake and for people like uh, Travis Scott, you, I mean, you, you, <laughs> dump Trump. That's a good one. I'm gonna make that shirt. Somebody take a dump on Trump. I think is more like it. But um, you know, even with J Cole, J Cole's has really gained the respect and garnered the respect as somebody who's a voice. Uh, you know, similar to Kendrick a couple years ago, and are more in the uh, cut from the same cloth as a Jay Z. Or, you know, um, a Michael Jackson or somebody who just becomes the business, man. And so I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is it more of the, the face tattoos and, and, and bullshit, you know, uh, rapping about getting blacked out on Zans or whatever? I mean, is that what we have to look forward to? I mean, because that's scary as well. That, that worries me. Just as much as you know, a couple years ago, the the Chief Keef and and uh, White Jesus and you know the uh, the gunplay 
all over YouTube rappers. You know, is that the is that the pendulum swinging the other way and and put down the guns and pick up the drugs? I hope not. But I don't see anything refreshing. I don't see or hear anything. People still buying his shoes. Yeah, but the, if you go and look, I mean, the decline has been very fast. Whereas I remember him saying that he's going to be bigger than Jordan. I mean, yeah, for what, one year? I mean, one fi- uh, fiscal year? Two? Three? Four? Okay. Jordan's, what, in year 35? And... <laughs> Still puts up numbers on the board, you know, and, and especially when they're the, the real retro releases. Come on. Like, yeah, of course. Like, anybody can put their name in the game, but to be legendary, you better be forever. And you better have that forever bond with your fans and your people. And he's lost a lot of that. He's lost a lot of that. I mean, I've seen people straight up just say, Kanye, you're Uncle Tom. You know, I mean, brothers are calling him out on, on social media all the time. And then he gets all freaked out and and he's sketched out. And then he goes into his, oh, I have you know this mental disorder. This well, you bring it upon yourself, you know. As I was mentioning at the top of this very show, if you go back and you miss the top of the show, go back and listen, please. That was the whole point of of you know starting the new year off with saying, guys, I love doing this. But if I go and I see that four people listen to the episode, which I thought was a badass episode that I spent an hour or two to prep and write and get notes for and do research for and and come here and set up and do you know it's like come on I know that there's more than four people out there that just just click play <laughs> I mean you don't even have to listen all the way through I promise if you're not a sports fan but you know we got people that fuck with us for more than just that because they know it is it's the culture it's beyond that sports sound style it's mental health it's being happy and I am very happy doing this but as I said on top of the show I'm even more depressed when I see I do it all, and I'm like, yes, this is going to be a banger. This is going to be our our big breakthrough. This is, you know, and opportunities too. And then it's like, nah, they said you're too urban. Nah, only four people listened to a big NFL, you know, wrap-up show after on a holiday. I mean, and, and there's no sour grapes. There's no, I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not, I love what I have. I mean, it's better than nothing, but Man, it just seems like we can get it so much bigger. And you know, that's that's what I think you want to see in your artists and your hip-hop. And I don't see any of it coming. We lost Mac. God, rest in peace, Mac. The swimming album is up for a Grammy, and it should win it just off of the emotional heartstrings that it'll pull from and, and just how deep that music got up until his death. I mean, the, the album came out weeks before he died. And for each... Um, it, it just, it seemed like, God, now, you know, I listen to that album almost daily, or at least some of it daily, just because it's inspiring to continue to get better. And he was on some self-care shit. He was trying to get to a good place and, you know, had a great relationship with a really, really big pop star. And, you know, I'm sure that there were the behind the scenes issues that every relationship has. But, you know, I think the breakup, he was ready to heal from it at least. And I mean, she's the loser going with Pete Davidson who I think is one of my biggest losers of the year, just his act and just the way he 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 played up the mental health part of it going into the season like it was going to be some, you know, magical, you know, uh, uh, like, like, you know, it, when Ellen came out on TV, right? Like it was going to change the way we look at this. And no, he, 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 
he just weirded out and he, he became a laughing stock instead of a comedian on a great late night television show and and so anyway, back to it. I just I, I'm really bummed. I mean, there there's nothing really to look forward to coming up. So here's some of the things that I'm definitely looking forward to forgetting about. Um, the worst song of the year of 2018 was Takashi 69 and Nicki Minaj's Fifi. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I would say freestyle of the year. Uh, aside from Kelso coming back here live on the rap show and. Uh, uh, would definitely have to be Album of the Year Freestyle by J. Cole. Um, dope. I mean, you know, J. Cole, he's, he's a master. He's an artist. He's one of those guys that I hope he continues to advance and develop because, you know, I've, I've, I've fallen off of my J. Cole consumption because it, it's a lot of repetitive type of, of instrumentation and, and flow and, and kind of the same story. So I hope he continues to grow. And, you know, all these guys continue to be successful as artists but also continue to bring a, a message that we need going into 2020 you know a year from now so um to me the collaboration of the year was on you know props to meek mill for coming back and and being a man and and facing his demons and facing his enemies and and patching up everything with drake and and then putting out, you know, really, really good Meek Mill music. If you're a big fan of Meek Mill, it was it was classic Meek Mill. But um, what's free? You know that that whew, that's a banger. That's Rick Ross, Jay Z, and Meek Mill. And if you haven't heard it yet, go peep it because it. If you love all three of those artists and and that gorilla style rap, man, it is dope. Um, song of the year sicko mode i think a lot of people had that on their list it it just it 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 pulled the perfect amount of travis scott and the perfect amount of drizzy in a style that was not the norm right i mean drizzy comes in at the beginning of the song the song breaks down it goes into just a head banging legendary once in a in a decade type of of, of beat like that similar to scenario by a tribe called quest or you know but anything buster rhymes did in the 90s or wu-tang it's just got that ah, you just wanted to go tear some shit up uh feel to it and and i think it took over and and it put travis on on top because of the momentum that drake had coming out of 2017 and into 2018 with uh, the album of the year which i'm going to put up there with swimming scorpion of course because it's the the perfect way to get a little bit of take care too, and a perfect way to get a little bit of new Drake and the future of, of that brand and that machine that is now, you know, really just firing on all cylinders on a Michael Jackson worldwide global level. And I'm, I'm happy for the boy. Um, but you know, it, the Scorpion album just, it really just, it, it, it told you why he didn't respond to push a T it told you why he didn't, have to speak on his child before it was, before he was ready to speak on his child. You know, it just, it, he's so factual and he's so just to the point with, you know, beautiful artistry of, of delivery in, in the music that you know, he, he's going to continue to be at the top of a lot of people's lists. And, you know, you start to hear the hate subside less and less and less. People that used to diss Drake, I used to laugh, you know, and, and Eyes oh, for the females, eyes oh, for the ladies. Oh, you know, he cries, oh, this and that. Well, guess what? Mary J. Blige and Jay-Z, you're hearing right now on this beat, a song cry. <laughs> it's the same sentiment and same emotion that Jay 
was able to give us, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago. So Drake is just, he's that, he's, this era is Jay-Z. And that's a huge compliment. And, and it doesn't surprise me at all that for me, seamlessly, Jay and Drake will always be one and two on my list. So, um, trash, you know, trash album of the year, I think has to go to Little Xan. I'm not into these boys that are my daughter's age, uh, promoting face tattoos and getting blacked out and, you know, messing around with 13 and 14 year old girls. Like, it's not. It shouldn't be anybody's wave by far, you know, and, and it should not be music that is hailed or celebrated or even um, critically acclaimed. Yeah, their hustle, yeah, the way that they put their music on SoundCloud and get it out there, it, okay. But once again, it disgusts me that they're the ones that are propped up as the best of their generation, yet I can't get 10 listens on a podcast most of the week. Unless we have a hot female rapper on named Bocox the Diamond. Because <laughs> that's our number one listen to your show since I've been here at the media block in two months. So, I mean, the sad thing is, is I can't have a beautiful, hot, you know, talented, uh, professional female rapper on every day. Maybe I would get that many listens, but I can't have the lowdown on on Thursdays. And I'll go over my list with her as we move into 2019. And maybe you guys can... Give me some suggestions. Hit me up. Uh, my mixtape of the year was uh, Logic's Bobby Tarantino. Uh, and then I'd put, have to put Young Sinatra 4 as well. Logic is, he's hes of the ilk of the golden era of hip-hop. And will always be, in my book, you know, a, a throwback to the lyricists, a throwback to the classic hip-hop, and make you think and make you laugh and make you listen to it two or three times to go catch the line. So I, uh, I definitely salute Logic. I think a lot of people felt like J. Cole, uh, similar, you know, to my feelings about J. Cole. It was repetitive at times and a lot of the same subject and content. But, hey, if you're doing your thing and you continue to get better at it and you continue to make the OGs like myself listen to your music, well, then maybe there is hope. And uh, I just want there to be a new wave, you know, like the pro-era wave a few days, a few years ago. Remember Joey Badass, Nick Caution, rest in peace to Steez. But, oh, man, I thought it was coming. And I don't know, maybe they feel like I do with their music. You know, it's too real for people. Like I feel about this show, you know, or it's, it's, it's just meant to be loved and understood and consumed on the underground. You know, maybe it doesn't mean financial success or... Uh, you know, worldwide popularity, but I'm not in it for that. I'm in it to make sure I'm good. And I love doing this because it, 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 it gets it off of my chest and I want to know what you guys think. So you got to continue to spread the word. Tell people, tune into The Rap Show, R-A-P-P. And I promise you we'll get great sponsors on. We'll do giveaways. We'll continue to grow this thing the way it should. And I've done the work. I've, I've put the passion in. I've I've done everything. It's up to you now. So if you would, do me that favor, and we appreciate you tuning in on the live stream. Um, you know, that's definitely a tool where I can show you what's going on here in the studio. And if we have special guests or sneakers or anything that, you know, I want you to see, not just here, then I'll definitely tell you to go to the Instagram, at the rap himself. And, uh, hey, keep supporting. All right? Keep listening. And uh, you only have to hear me once a year cry about the lack of that. So... Uh, anyway, it's all good. I'm happy. Banged out a great show. Talked some NBA. Getting ready for the All-Star break coming up in February. And 
the rest of the best in sports sounds and style right here. Tomorrow's the lowdown. I'm sure Kelso's got something up her sleeve and seems like she had a pretty low key New Year's. So we'll hear about that and much more. So until then, take a deep breath. That's a wrap. Peace. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah.